Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had some good guests in today. We had an Olympic gold medalist, Greg Rutherford. Mm. Uh, we had James Richardson, the fine presenter. Yep. Uh, we had a chat with him. And also we spoke to a world record holder, uh, a, a woman who's sung the lowest note uh, in history. Pretty good, isn't it? Yes. And we had a bit of a chat as yours. And a bit of a chat as well. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, yes, uh, well played Wolves last night. A very enjoyable game, actually. Mm. Uh, United, uh, is, there's such a knee-jerk reaction everywhere to United's defeat. I mean, give the bloke to the end of the season. Let's see what they do in the Champions League. Let's see how whether they finish in the top four. Yeah. It wasn't a great result, but you know what football's like. They could have been 3-0 up. It wouldn't have been, If they'd been 3-0 up after 16 minutes, you'd have said, what a start by United. They're going to win this game. They've been superb. But they missed oh, yeah. two chances and that's it. And then Wolves grew into the game and then had one attack and then they scored with their next attack. And then after that, yeah, they played brilliantly Wolves. The second half, they deserved to win, no question about it. It's interesting though, my uh, my evening often depends on, you know, I, I sit there watching the game and I make some notes about the game. But yeah. then I look at other sort of things. And I spent about, five, I've written here, stop wasting five minutes trying to come up with puns for Ruben Vinagra. So you've... <laughs> So Honestly. you've actually told yourself off, yeah. really? Yes. Uh, th- wow. Though th- 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 I didn't have the idea of him opening a salad dressing business with Huddersfield chairman Dean Hoyle, Hoyle and Vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> is he Vinegar or Vinagra? <laughs> well, he's Vinagra and Vinagra, which has gave me a lot of problems, really. So yeah. I guess that's called the whole thing off. I then ended up looking at my um, Samsung Fitness app. Did you really? Yes, and because uh, I was just having checking my steps. Mm. And you won't believe this. How many steps? Have no, you no. Done? I oh, am yeah. in the top four percent of all Samsung fitness users, and that's over a million people in the last. Set. There must be some right slobs in there. Can you imagine? <laughs> if I'm in the top four. There must be some people who are just comatose. The other people are all having an MRI at the zoo <laughs> this afternoon. Wow, well, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I met a friend after work yesterday. And he was, we were talking about the IPO. You, you, had, a little, you had a little. Um, you had a celebrity, a sporting celebrity. I saw Gordon Strachan. Yes. Yeah, he was the, just leaving the the, the walls. Leaving yeah, the walls. A very popular restaurant in the centre of London. Yeah. 
yeah. A very nice place, actually. And, nice. Uh, yeah, so we, we were just having tea in there with, with my mate. Tea at the walls, Well, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be done, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and my friend said to me, uh, we were talking about, the, he loves the IPL, and I love the IPL, and he said to me, what, uh, what was that game you, t- you told me to watch? And I went, oh, I don't know, I think it was Ben Stokes' team versus... Uh, Rabada's side. Yeah. And then I was thinking, yeah, and the team that Pant plays for versus, you know, the other. T- and you, you, you can't remember you the. You can't remember the team names. Yeah. That's the, I know the Mumbai Indians. Yeah. I kind of know the names, but you can't sort of associate. And that's really, the, I think, the problem that it's gonna, they're going to have with the 100, you know, this new competition that they. So you'll be saying things like, so um, Ben Stokes' mm-hmm. team versus Joe Root's team. It'll well, I be, think it'll be a bit of that. You know? Well, no, we, we kind of know what parts of the country they come from. So it's yeah, pretty, it's well, probably that doesn't matter, does it? It's probably if you're in India. You know, Joe. Rook and go and play for a team in London. It just comes down to who buys him, doesn't it, really? They've got these plans to... um, I don't know if I've got this piece from this morning. The the ECB have got these sort of ambitious plans to market Mm. the 100, and it all involves social media. And Oh, here it is, yeah. And uh, I thought it might involve social media. It'd be a bit daft if they had a a blanket ban on using social media. The organisers see their prime target for growth as tech-savvy fans who get their information from what's... Somebody tell them it's still cricket. Yeah. Whatever you do with it, however they get it, through the phone, on the telly, whatever, it's cricket. If you don't yeah. like cricket, you're not going to like it. You yeah. might as well be honest That's about right. this. Whatever you do with it. I mean, one day you do wonder if someone at the ECB is going to sit and say, do you know what, they've got a point. If you don't like cricket, you're not going to like this. It doesn't matter really what we do. We can change the length of the overs, we can do this, we can do that. We yeah. can. It's still fundamentally someone bowling at some stumps yeah. and then trying to fend it off with a bat, isn't it? <laughs> get rid of the bat and the stumps. Yeah. Get a sort of round ball, large round ball, and let them play football. Yeah. That'll be it. That'll work. It better work because I thought they could have given all of the counties about sort of five million quid each. And I know, uh, it's about 200 million quid. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it because I love cricket, but that's, you yeah, know, I'm not. You're the, not the target. You're, not, you're not, not there watching I'm, it on your phone, are you? I'm down with the kids. Not the target market, no, yeah. definitely. Um, <laughs> what else have we got here? Uh, yes, this is a good story that a zoo in Germany. Mm has uh, scored an own goal by naming a polar bear after Hertha Berlin. Oh, OK. And Hertha Berlin are not popular. They're the city's only first division team, but they're so unpopular with their own fans that they once told a survey that it was their least favourite side in the Bundesliga. That's their own fans. Their own fans. <laughs> sorry, like sorry wasn't the manager, was he? <laughs> so, oh, I'm looking forward to tonight. I can't, are you really? I, can't, I showed you the text from my son. They're funny, yeah. aren't they? He's actually just coming to eat something to say hello to you, then go at half-time. In fact, he said he might even go before the game kicks off <laughs> so it doesn't ruin the evening it's just i wish i mean i hope to be wrong but it, it just feels like every game feels the same so tonight's game will be you know nil nil at half time mm. then just after half time glenn murray will nick one from a set nah, piece you'll win that tonight. and then we'll be struggling to get back in the game we two, may two, equalize. two nil tonight chelsea i'm going for anyway well, theoretically um i'm off to a match tonight which i'm very much looking forward oh, to yeah, and we'll be very excited touching on that um and but first off we're going to get a palace angle because you know generally people are sort of saying you know tottenham's new uh, ground etc etc but uh, what are the palace fans make mm. of it all being uh, potential party poopers uh, we'll find out kevin day friend of the show comedian palace fan i'm not sure if he's going or not we'll find out very shortly when he joins us scott Davis makes a welcome return. Uh, he is working with Epic Gambling Risk uh, these days. He's a former professional footballer, had his own issues with gambling. He's bringing along Patrick Foster, a, a former North Hants cricketer, 
who found himself in a similar predicament. And Scott these days speaks to a lot of uh, uh, EFL clubs and beyond and speaks to their young players to, about the pitfalls of uh, gambling. So we'll be chatting about that. A bit of light relief in that uh, uh, Helen Lee joins us. Uh, she has just uh, set a world record for the lowest note sung by a woman. <laughs> Good. We think that's sport. Now it she's, is sport. she's heavily pregnant. So yeah. we're going to bring you a recording of the low note because mm. there is a slight fear that if she does it again, she'll bring it on. <laughs> and, we, and we don't want that to happen yet. So um, Actually, we'll... I'm looking for a singer because uh, I wanted to go... I've seen my notes. I forgot to congratulate Mr Showbiz, Mike Dean, oh, yeah. for his 100th red card that mm. he achieved last night. And I did have the idea that Michael Ball could record all the names of the people he'd sent off, so sing them including the offences they were dismissed for. Like That's a nice Two idea. yellows. Uh, Mike Dean, the opera. Out of control. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't yeah. it? I, I, what if Mike Dean had taken his top off? <laughs> yes. 100 not out, a red T-shirt. That would have been nice. It would have been great, I'm surprised it? he didn't, actually. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So a bit of a change again now, I think it's fair to say. And oh, yes. we do love a, uh, a record holder mm. uh, on this show, of course. And so we're joined now by someone who has broken the world record for the lowest note sung by a woman. 72.5 hertz. Bet it did. I bet it did. <laughs> <laughs> Tapping. Uh, do you want to hear, should we hear the note first? Let's hear the note before we speak to Helen. This, this is how low uh, Helen is able to take it. what to expect from Helen's voice whether it's <laughs> down there or up there anyway uh, let's find out hi Helen <laughs> hello oh it's mid-range <laughs> mid-range that's right it's mid-range <laughs> wow we now well, that's we, an achievement we, we considered we were going to ask you to do this live but you are uh, you are with child and quite late into the process so we didn't want to we didn't want to, to sort of bring it on so it was a good idea we probably played that wasn't it yeah yeah, it's not it's not easy actually to hit that note at the moment. I don't know if it's because I don't get enough air or the hormones. I'm not sure what it is, but um, yeah, I'm happy that I managed it on the day. To well, be honest, how, how did you discover that? Uh, I mean, obviously you're a singer, but how did you discover that you could sing so low and that it would possibly qualify for a world record? Um, I just really sort of tested it out. I mean, I was on The Voice in Germany uh, in 2017, and that mm. got me quite a lot of press coverage. And then I thought, right, you need to do something, because like you said, I'm a, a singer and a musician, and I've got my second album coming out at the end Ooh. of the summer, and I thought, OK, I've got to do something to sort of, you know, get a bit of uh, attention, really. And, um, yeah, then I did a bit of research, and I saw that there wasn't sort of really any women out there that could compete with me when it came to tone and frequency. And I thought, why not? Give it a go. Uh, what kind of style of singing do you do? Um, well, I write and I sing. Um, it's a, sort of a mixture between acoustic and Celtic folk, but right. it's, um, it, it's it's got sort of pop influences as well. Um, so it's not it's not very Lord of the Rings, you know. <laughs> it's, 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 you can you can listen to it. Do you throw in the odd Barry White number? <laughs> um, well, actually, I've got a song coming out um, called The Loch Ness Monster, and that goes quite deep. That's what I hit the D2 that I did on the, on the record uh, day itself. Wow. So, yeah, that'll be on the album. It has to be, I'll take it, it has to be an, a kind of note in tune. Does it, is, there, is there any kind of rules and regulations around it? It's 
so much. Honestly, it took me about a year to prepare for the record. There were so many documents to fill out. I had wow. to get um, witnesses that were professionals in the music industry. Um, I mean, you know, the record itself, I mean, obviously, I think any Guinness World Record, it's, it's, it's never easy, you know, either mentally or physically, but just the bureaucracy surrounding it, it was, it, yeah, it was a challenge. Do you know who held the record prior to you, or is it a new record? It's, it's funnily enough, it's a new one. So for men, there's the highest and the lowest note, and for women, there's the highest. But nobody's actually tried to do the lowest one yet. So I hope I can keep my crown for a little bit. Um, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Are, there, are there any songs it particularly helps you helps you sing? Uh, I mean, a, a kind of popular songs, not necessarily your own written stuff, but is there is there stuff that uh, that, that it kind of helps you hit the notes on? Uh, well, let's put it this way. I mean, I come from the Celtic folk uh, uh, background. Mm. And, I mean, there you have lots of Guinness, which I think helps with oh, yeah. of the voice. And also, it's just the kind of music it is. It's quite rowdy. It's quite boisterous. Um, and you're encouraged, actually, to not maybe, you know, sort of sing beautifully, just to sort of let it all out. And I think sort of over the years, that's kind of trained me to, to go to places with my voice that maybe I wouldn't have dared gone before, you know? Wow. Well, uh, so uh, how does once once you get the record, what do they do? They kind of give, they give you how long does it take to get the actual confirmation? It, it's a very slow process. So mm. first off, I mean, I did it on the day, and yeah. everybody that was there said, "Okay, you've managed to to do it." And then it took about four months to get a little email from Guinness saying you've you've done it. And then it took about another mm. one and a half months to actually get a, a certificate. So you know, it, it it takes it takes a while for it all to get processed. Do you feel this? Anybody could you do better? Do you feel that you could take it even lower or not? Do you know what? Probably, because the thing is, when I, when I did it, actually, it was just the start of the pregnancy and I could feel the difference in my voice, so I don't know, maybe, wow. you know, in the future. We'll see. If somebody tries to break it, I'm definitely going to go for it again because I want to keep that record. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, well done. Congratulations. And uh, I hope everything goes well, sort of, with the baby and stuff. Oh, yeah, and uh, you come back and you break the record, uh, sort of, after you've had the child. That'd be nice. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, All right, well, thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Helen. Yeah. Uh, well, it shattered the record, obviously. That's only a high voice. That wouldn't be, it wouldn't shatter it. Yeah, that's, uh, it might, the windows might rattle. <laughs> they well, might. Uh, world record holder for the lowest note. It was low, low, wasn't it? Should, should we want to hear yeah, the low one? Yeah, let's hear it again, again, again. Yeah. in case you just think what was going on there and you just mm. joined us. Have a listen to the, 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 the lowness of this. we've ever sunk to on this show. Yeah, yeah, and we've sunk something. very low. That's officially the lowest we've ever sunk. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I've got uh, bodyguard star Richard Madden. I don't know if you've uh, seen his a picture of him in the sun this morning. He's got a sort of grey Malian. Is it called a Malian streak? It's the Malans. It Malins. was a, a TV show, wasn't it, back in the seventies? And it was the kind of Dickie Davis. Yeah, he's channeling uh, his own inner yeah. Dickie Davis. Yeah, he's got a bit of uh, Dickie Davis going yeah. on there, isn't he? Perhaps yeah. he's rehearsing for these new. Partner, the, Dickie Davis. That's story. one of those phrases. <laughs> if you'd say someone's got the Malin streak, they're going to have to be over fifty. <laughs> yeah. It's something. If you, just, it's kind of. It might be a kind of a kind of. A, a code. That's you could apply that to most of this show. Like an oldie code, isn't it, really? Well, I'll tell you what, that's quite zeitgeisty compared with what's coming up with James Richardson. So, uh, yeah, don't worry about that. Now, exciting news for people. Gemma Collins' uh, long-awaited reality TV show is a reality, according and to this. you've got no song. time for that. You told us yesterday Gemma Collins <laughs> said she had the answer to Brexit. I know. Didn't you? It's, it'll have a similar format. To I'll tell you, that would be a, a, a very, uh, that'd get very good figures as a question time, wouldn't it? <laughs> Gemma, Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins. Yeah. I imagine most of the answers would start with not being funny, uh, wouldn't it? I would imagine there's not being funny, right? I mean, it'd be the first time you don't normally get that from Diane Abbott, do you? You don't really. It'll have a similar format, her show, to the one-off Diva Espana, what a great title that is, yeah. which had fans begging oh, for yeah. more. Well, I begged. I went, I've still got the cuts on my knees. Talking of which, What Andy, a triumph of overarching ambition over talent, really. I've got a mind. picture to share with you. Yeah. Uh, well, not, not one of those. <laughs> When, uh, no, it's not that one of those sorts of pictures. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, it's in here somewhere. Yeah, this mm. is a, uh, a, a an Italian. I think no, it's not. It's it's a, a a football team from back in the days, back in the thirties, I think. Of course, I've taken the picture 30s. and not remembered the team. But look what the goalkeeper has on his knees. Just to, to explain it, it to the boys and girls, what the goalkeeper knees. has on his uh, knees. Oh, like kind of knee pads. No, like well, they are. But what pads. do they look like? They look like batting gloves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do look like batting gloves. It's the goalkeeper. I mean, when did that die out? When did that um, idea... Is Harry of, Kane next to him? Yeah, <laughs> look I, at that. could be. When did uh, I, the, the idea of goalkeepers wearing knee pads uh, during games that looked like batting gloves finally go? When did they start <laughs> no doing idea. it? I mean, the pitches think, are much harder now as well, so they have even more reason. Well, I don't know. In, do you remember that period which would be coming up now, towards the end of the season, where... The, you, you lose the sort of waterlogged pitch, yeah. and then it turns into that dry way. I mean, people who play part football will know this, this dry thing where the pitch completely dries out and it becomes hard, almost like playing on a sort of playground or something. Yeah. You might have worn those then. Did you see your official website, by the way, Andy, chelseafc.com, have, uh, have basically done the team talk for the Slavia Prague manager? Oh, yeah, what have they said? <laughs> well, they said uh, West Ham and Sparta Prague tickets on general sale. <laughs> well, and Slavia Prague came on oh, and said, really? yeah, I think you're fine you're playing Slavia, lads, oh, and not Sparta. So they, I, mean, I noticed that when the draw came out, mm. their team... We're like overjoyed to be well, facing to have got Chelsea, really. To be facing Sari's 
Harlem Globetrotter All Stars, <laughs> as I like to think. <laughs> That's of them. a bit overconfident. <laughs> well done, to Ken uh, Doherty. He's doing rather well oh, at the moment. Story, yeah, Ken. Yeah. Uh, Ken has um, he puts down his win over uh, Mark Williams in the China Open hmm. to uh, a night out with Jackie Chan. Hmm. Met up with Jackie Chan in uh, Hong Kong. They did a bit of karaoke, uh, had a few uh, beers, a little bit of dinner together. He said, I showed him some snooker trick shots, and he said, he has inspired me. So they thought, if you lose to Ken now, you might get sort of a, <laughs> yeah, a chopped to the back of the head well, or something. Possible. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, staying in that part of the world, mm. in Zhejiang, China, yeah. uh, this is in the Daily Star today, uh, doctors have performed surgery to remove 70 magnetic balls from an 11-year-old boy wow. after he basically inserted them somewhere. I won't name it at this oh, time. Okay, fair enough. Uh, out of curiosity, apparently, yeah. the doctors. That, that seems quite a strange thing to do. Yeah, really. I've never been that curious. <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> I remember that when I was about seven years old, though, six, seven years old, I wondered what would happen if I ran my dad's razor across my hand. Did you? Yeah, and uh, luckily I, I realised quite quickly as the claret appeared. Which, which was I wonder why you've got a long lifeline when I read your palm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. People, I, yeah, I went to a woman in Blackpool and she's going to live for 250 years. No, it, 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 was, it wasn't that bad, but you do, you do daft yeah, stuff when you're a kid, good, but... Maybe not 11 with uh, uh, with ball bearings, anyway. Mm. Uh, why is it everybody ultimately, does my OU support, turns on Tony Pulis? Um, and the latest, of course, is the Borough fans who joined mm. in with the Bristol City fans last night singing, you're getting sacked in the morning. That's five defeats now. I mean, they're still on the kind of cusp of the playoffs, but they were in the box seat a while back, and... Uh, it seems the Borough fans have had enough. The, the problem is, it's like, sorry, it's like Big Sam. It, it, it's fine. The football, you, you, you sort of tolerate this sort of football if you're winning. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't really particularly like it, but you're sort of thinking, well, we're winning, we're in the playoffs, and Borough fans have been thinking. But when you lose five in a row, you think, really? So not only is it quite terrible to watch, but it's actually not very effective. Yeah. And that's what happens with these particular styles of play. It can be very effective, and obviously all the managers I've talked about have had success, but, you know... In the end, the fans do want to be entertained. You know, they, they want to win, but they actually want to enjoy it. Sure. There was a gate at the Riverside last night. It was, uh, it was Towel, <clears throat> towel Gate. Um, basically, Mo Besic, the borough sub, um, he sparked a 17-man melee, which is nice, oh by throwing a towel from the touchline at Marlon Pack when City won a throw-in. And uh, Lee Johnson, the uh, manager of Bristol City, said, what was tailgate? We noticed the ball boy popped up with a towel for them, so we asked the ref, asked the ref for it to be equal. Everybody wanted their own towel. Mm. Uh, Besic decided to give us the towel, so thanks for that. So here yeah. we are. He's taking that's the sting a good out point, of it. actually. I always think that's an unfair yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that the home team provide. They should provide, you know, it should be a league rule. You have to provide, if you provide towels for well, one, you have to provide them for another. Well, yeah. clearly it worked last night because the ref sorted it out for them. Uh, do you want to some stats on opening night performances in, this was good in The Guardian today, oh, yeah. in stadiums? So, for example, the first night of the Riverside, you're talking Borough, yeah. they won 2 0. They beat Chelsea on the 26th of August, 1995. Uh, Derby and Wimbledon, you're going to hope this doesn't happen. This was the first night at Pride Park. Mm. Lights failed in the 56th minute. Oh, no. And uh, Derby leading 2-1. And uh, by the time the power was restored, the game had been called off. Oh, dear. Uh, do you want to know the um, oh, Bolton Stadium? Reebok Stadium. Reebok, yeah. Reebok, of course. It is. Uh, that was 0-0 against Everton, 1st of September 1997. Mm. Southampton, uh, the first game at St Mary's was against Chelsea. 
Chelsea won 2 0. Wow. wow. Don't want that. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was talking to Laurie outside mm. his uh, Arsenal fan one about gaffers here. He um they they drew. They uh, drew with Villa. Villa, one, one. that's right. So it was a draw. But that I did point out to him that was at the start of the season. That mm. picking it up now from Tottenham's point of view. This is I mean Kevin Day was saying earlier on maybe both teams would be happy with a draw. I mean Tottenham no they're gonna they're gonna have to win. They oh, have no, to win all their home games. That's really. true. They're gonna be fired up to win. Uh, City State they drew one one with Portsmouth and finally West Ham in the London Stadium they won three 0 but they were playing NK Domzale. Okay, whoever, whoever not they. MK Doms. <laughs> no. <laughs> so okay, a bit of a mixed record. Okay, well, let's see if we can buck the trend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksby, Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport. Made a welcome return to the studio. Always good to see uh, from uh, the Totally Football Show Live and, of course, BT Sport, the Gold Show and other fine work. And, of course, back in the day, Football Italia, James Richardson. Hi, James. Hi, Hawksman Jacobs. Good to see Hello. you. Um, now, you were just chatting there, before we come on to the podcast, that now and again for BT, you'll do a bit of National League football, won't you? I love a bit of National League football. Yeah. And you think Sometimes you said, hmm. they let me out for the early rounds of the FA Cup as well. <laughs> really? Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I love the fact you you sit at the, at the top table watching Champions League most of the time, and then you're sent to do that. Wouldn't it be nice to do a kind of Conference South uh, goals roundup with you? <laughs> Uh, Julian Laron and and, uh, and and the gang, you know, and goal just to yeah, goal, what, goal, <laughs> goal, and that, that, that is a genius idea. Yeah, just the, genuinely is a brilliant idea. All of you absolutely love the kind of top end of football, having to watch balls hoofed I, into I, the channels. With respect to our producer, who's no, a Torquay fan, absolutely. But you, the the viewers might prefer to watch an entire game between, say. Maidstone and uh, yeah. struggles, but but yes, yes, yeah, but uh, but I'd, it's an I'd idea. Watch it. I'd watch it to hear you boys uh, giving it the <laughs> the, the uh, Champions League treatment. It would be good. We were oh, saying to your fair, we, we love that show. It's it's a yeah. it's a brilliant show. The National League, yeah, no, the BT Champions <laughs> League show. Yeah, uh, the goal show. The goal show. You don't do yeah. it in the second half of the competition. Or do no, you? I the, the fact that you don't have a whole load of games mm. happening at the same time, kind mm. of. Kind of mitigate the kibosh on it, yeah. yeah. But it is it, it is a good show, and it's 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 become popular. I tell you, I, I like to watch halftime. Even if I'm watching a whole game, I'll go to you and watch all the goals that have gone in, and same at the end, and it, it works. Yeah, yes, inspired. Now you've the, the podcast. We talked about it before. The totally uh, football show, which is uh, doing rather well. You're, you're doing a live gig. We yes, yeah. So we, every now and then we go out and, and do these live things, which is it's really nice. Um, it's an interesting. It's an interesting dynamic because mm-hmm. people are essentially turning up and even paying us to be there uh, so that we can reproduce the magic that normally they get for free you know, on their <laughs> yeah, phone. It's a very different medium. Right, it's yeah. one thing listening to a podcast on headphones. Yes. It's another thing sitting in a theatre and actually looking at the people doing it. Entertained, yeah, you yeah. know, expecting James Horncastle to perhaps bring out an instrument and yeah, start well, playing. Does he play anything? Well, Do you know? it's interesting you should mention that because he claims to be the drummer. <laughs> but, okay, and he looks like a drummer. To be fair, he does. Yeah, actually. I, I, yeah but I any time that. that we've asked him, we've provided him with writing implements <laughs> for him to tip the and tip he won't. Tap, he won't do it. No, he won't play. He won't okay. do it. So I don't know. But Go. yes, I do take your point. And there is a there is a dimension that can be explored, not just because we're in front mm. of people, but also we're not broadcasting, so we can talk about things. 
without you know the lawyers present. You don't, so you, there's nothing visual. There won't be anything particularly visual on the. There won't be a laser show there'll or be, anything. There'll be all the dynamic excitement of four people talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> and now, what a venue! Yeah. Now the uh, you're live at Leeds, much like the Who, but in a different venue. Of course, that was the uni. Um, but this is the City Varieties Music yeah. Hall, which mm. is a, a lovely. Have you been there? I'm not. It's a fan. It's a lovely theatre. Oh uh, yeah. It's a really lovely theatre, mm. and it was the home for many years of a TV show uh, back in the 70s. One of those 80s. we can... 80s. We can, well, kind of. It comes Six, between, I think yeah. around between the 60s and the 80s. We Before can, any of our listeners were born. It's, yeah, mainly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but that, well, that won't stop us. And um, <laughs> uh, it's one of those shows we can talk about, of course, which oh, many good. of those we can't. So yeah. calm down. Yeah. You're OK. I can see you looking a bit worried. You <laughs> thought it might be that show, but it wasn't. <laughs> the good old days was basically... The a, good old days. People, the you remember it? No, people would so. dress up... Uh, in Victorian clothes, yep. and then they would go and watch uh, different music hall turns. Nowadays they have the Conservative Party for that. Well, <laughs> there we are, a little bit of satire. <laughs> so um, we're going to play a little bit of... Uh, a good Leonard, old days. Leonard Sachs, only about half an hour. No, not obviously, a couple of seconds. <laughs> but Leonard Sachs, who was we the, think this is how you should introduce Who was the compast. Um Yeah, put, whack those on a second, James, and have a listen to Leonard Sachs in action during the show, because this was very much his, his thing. Ineluctable, non-pareil, nenuphar of nubility. See, what he would do is use very long words and the audience would go, ooh. So, I mean, you, you four, I mean, I'm sure you and Rory Smith and James and Julian, you can come up with some long words. Hopefully the audience, there'll be a few there in Victorian dress who go, ooh. And at the end of it, somebody will say, catenaccio. At the yeah. end of it, when you announce, say, uh, Julien Laurent, what he would have done is uh, he bangs, bangs a gavel. gavel. He would bang a gavel on it. Who, Julien would? No, no, no. no. Leonard Leonard Julien's sex. banging Leonard in it. Sex. <laughs> so, just look, it's, it's, don't feel you have to do it. All we're doing is saying, that's what they used but, to do. There may be an expectation that you should do it. the second good idea you, you, yeah. you've given me already. <laughs> so, take those away with you. Yes. They're, they're yours. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Joining us in the studio now, an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, Greg Rutherford. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me. You never get tired of that, do you? I would imagine. <laughs> it's always nice, especially as I've now been retired about six months or so. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to remember when I was once fit, active, and, and half decent at sport. <laughs> do you ever? How often did you get the medal out just to have a look do, or do just show it to people? Funny if somebody else asked me that earlier. I've not seen it in a very long time. Really? Like, I can't even. Maybe within the last year and a half or so, I've not really. I've not seen it. I just put it away. It's been kept in like a safety deposit box. Right. It was in the bank for quite a long time. Um, just kept away. Right. We're going to talk sporting matters in a moment. Before we do, though, mm. this was a bit depressing, really, but not altogether surprising, this research by Lego that we're going to be talking about. It seems the younger generation uh, are not particularly interested in pursuing what we would call the heroic careers, firefighter, police officer, etc., etc. Yeah, so um, Sam Wasser, if any of you have seen the, the Channel 4 show, um, when they're watching the, the, the four-year-olds... and oh, I love that show. It's, it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant show. show. So 
um, Lego City commissioned him and his team to come in and, and get some stats uh, and then myself to, to come and look at it. But yeah, we're in a situation now currently where kids are aspiring more to be involved with just creating YouTube content and trying to become YouTube stars. They, they look at fame and, and fortune through that as the way to, to go about their lives rather than actually looking at some of the jobs that really make the world go round to be told. Yeah. It's like like you mentioned, firefighters and, and, and police officers, uh, teachers, etc. Um, and that's obviously slightly worrying yeah. because you, you don't want everybody assuming if you put a camera in your face, that's it, yes, you made yeah. for, for life. Um, and the stats are worrying. I mean, one in five thinking that's that's the way to go. And only about 4% of, of 8 to 12-year-olds to thinking that actually one of the, the more traditional heroic jobs uh, is a way of, of making a living. It, it just seems yeah. slightly wrong Six, as well. Because these people are your role models if you're that age, you know. Yeah, well, th th that is the thing. And I, and I think what's really interesting, I guess, is, I mean, I'm, I'm a parent to two young boys at the moment and, and I'm finding it slightly with my slightly older one at times, he'll watch the odd YouTube video. But the difference is, I guess, what I try and do with that, if mm. he watches something and it's somebody playing with like a tractor or digger, I make sure that equally he's interested in play and actually doing it himself. Um, and obviously this is working with Lego City and, I, and I'm a big fan myself of Lego, hence why I'm also here. So we get involved with that side of things and play. I mean, it's silly things like... He could become an influencer, you make a fortune. Yeah, you can see why this happens. Some because, are, Andy, but it is no, but this is the thing, but, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. This, this is the, the, I mean, it's like saying that everybody at uh, the local track they're going to go on to become Olympic champions. Yeah, an awful exactly. lot of hard work, yeah, of obviously, goes in. And the guys that are the top influencers, I mean, they're incredible. What they have to do and, and the years that they put into it to try and create an actual life for themselves, mm. it, it's not easy to do. But I think we are in a bit of a, a throwaway culture where it's like, well, We'll just do whatever is the quickest and easiest way, as, as he's seen, to, yeah. to make cash and, and get fame. And it's, it's not really the, the way the world goes around. To and it'll be a bit galling if, like, uh, uh, hi, it's Tony here. Uh, thanks for following me again on YouTube. Uh, uh, Chris's house is on fire, you can see in the background. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's good job he's not in, or his mum and dad, no one's in. But blimey, the flames are getting high. Don't forget, I'll be, it'd be horrible, wouldn't it? No, it'd be just, but no, there, there has been situations where that's happened, isn't there? There's been, like, people just recording yeah. extreme things going on without actually thinking, do you not maybe I should call um, mm. emergency services and things like that to try yeah. and help. It's more, Must what can we call, what content can but we it, get? It's bizarre, oh, isn't it? Oh, but it was interesting, I was watching a YouTuber, who's, who's, I won't name him, but he's made a fortune, this guy. Yeah. And, uh, You're obsessed and with him making a fortune, aren't you? Know, you, know, you want a bit of that, you want to, kind of, you want to go for that kind absolutely. of oldie market. <laughs> <don't you? laughs> the Silver Surfers YouTuber. That's not going to happen, is <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I watched him presenting a normal TV show. Yeah. And clearly, he was useless. Right. And clearly, he'd had no real training. He had no real... He hadn't gone through the process that you need to do to be a very good presenter, i.e. start small, maybe work in a Absolutely. local radio, journalist, you know, progression. He'd just gone from this massive fame, from being this bloke that had a, a phone a camera in his mm. face, to actually having to do the discipline. And he was hopeless. Yeah, but that's and it's really thing. interesting. And I think kids, they, predominantly, they just see the end product. I mean, it's similar within sport. You, you watch like your, your sporting heroes and you see them scoring a goal, which means you, you win the FA Cup or somebody win an Olympic gold medal, whatever else. There's so much that goes in to get to yeah. that, that stage. It's not all about the, the glory that comes of it. There's so much hard work to, to get there. And for every one person that makes that, there's going to be an awful lot that, that sadly haven't. Mm. So having other avenues and other ideas of, of what you can do in the world, I think is really, really important. I mean, I worked three, three different jobs before I turned professional. I had other ideas of, of what I could potentially be if it wasn't sport, as much as mm. I wanted it to be sport. But I had to have ideas. And equally, during my career, I always knew it would end. 
I mean, I retired at 31, yeah. um, and sadly, track and field isn't like some of the other sports. You can't just live off of what you what you did before. Mm. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. It would have been a bit awkward had she done it live and like our waters broke. We would have felt really bad, wouldn't we? Yeah. So uh, it didn't it didn't happen. So anyway, that's it. Um, you're off. I'm off to the lane. You're off to the bridge. Oh, Let's hope for positive results. And uh, we'll be picking over the bones of Tottenham's new stadium and the football and all that other stuff uh, tomorrow from one. Thanks for downloading us. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.